0: Hello everyone, Peter here. This is the reading portion of the Coyote Workshop. This is my story, Coyote. This is the first three chapters, I should say. We're not doing the whole story. It is novella length and I'm not reading that. We workshopped the first three chapters and you can either read it on Wattpad. The link to that will be in the description down below. You can also just search up my Wattpad username, Doctor MD doctor is just dr anyway if you don't want to read it i'm going to try to read it for you i will let you know this is a fun comedy adventure thing featuring some coyotes who essentially go on an adventure they leave their forest and they track down some humans this was originally intended as a joke for my brother he was hiking in the adirondacks he encountered a coyote And then we saw some news articles about coyotes coming down to our area for the first time. And I thought it would be really funny if, you know, what if these coyotes were after him? They they were seeking vengeance for something that he did. So this is very not serious. This story is a fun joke. It's kind of stream of consciousness. So I will do my best to read this, but it is chaotic and one of the wildest things I've ever written. So... Please bear with me, there's some like evil maniacal laughter, I just can't do that. So, anyway, I hope that you enjoy, and once you listen to this, you can then listen to our workshop, where my friends discuss what they thought I did well, what I could improve upon, and what their favorite lines from the story are. So without further ado, let's get into this. Chapter 1. A Rude Awakening Friends, let me tell you, the moon was bright that night. It shone just like a really bright star, just way bigger. Or like a really big version of one of those little bugs that lights up every ten seconds. You go to catch it, but then the light is gone. And then it comes back again, but disappears, only to come back, and you keep looking for it to pop up again, and then it does, but it's like 10 feet away from you, and it's absolutely infuriating, and you can't think of anything else but that elusive light. Anyway. The moon was exceptionally bright, as I said, and it reflected off of everything. Despite my impeccable night vision, a gift from my mother's side of the family, the woods can get really dark at night. That night... I could see everything, the trees, the ground, all was revealed to me by the glorious really big light in the sky. How that moon has the energy to stay up there all night, I'll never know. I was taking a nap on my favorite rock overlooking what I am being told is my father's domain when I was startled. What would startle a small-sized large predator such as myself? Well, nothing. I merely appeared to be startled. I am what you would call an actuar. It's fancy. So, anyway, leaves were crunching, night squirrels were running around, frogs were chirping, a salamander walked by my throne to offer me some praise. I decided to spare that salamander for the night. And then, something snapped. My ears twitched. There it was again. A snap. And then a rustle. And then, a loud, booming sort of echo. At this point, I raised my entire head. Somewhere, out there in the woods was something. Even I must admit that I didn't immediately know what it was. It took me a second or two. I decided to go and investigate anyway, despite obviously knowing what this clearly defined disturbance was. The path was relatively flat. I'm not really sure why there was a path running through the forest here. My siblings and I aren't allowed, I mean, we choose not to follow the path too far in either direction. We steer clear of it, preferring to roam the wide expanse of our foresty home on this side of the path. The dirt here was hard, as if countless beings stepped on it repeatedly every third day, and no trees grew on it. It was almost as if someone had come through and cleared all the trees and low-hanging branches from the area. Even the pine needles seemed to have been swept off the path. I guess dirt just gets like that sometimes. I'll never understand dirt or clay. It's nice to eat on a casual basis, for sure, but you can't do anything fun with it. The strange sounds were coming from the path. As I walked closer, they grew louder and louder. New sounds flew through the night air as well. There was a sort of… ringing. Jerome, my older half-cousin, found a bell last year that we all loved to bat around and listen to. This sounded like that, but… evil. I looked to my left. Nothing was there. The wind gently blew a leaf through the air and brought it to a rest atop a small drift of snow. The leaf landed like an angel. What a sight. Leaves are so underrated. Those fiends, the deer, eat leaves like they are nothing. They've never had any respect for the world around them. Oh, if I could get my paws on one of those deer, I would curse them for being so tall and fast and elegant i mean evil those evil evil deer pure evil evil now comes the part where i absolutely pretended to be startled no matter what anyone else might claim mr rogers my neighbor has horrible vision and shouldn't be trusted with any sort of account He keeps telling people at my own book signings what he thinks the quote-unquote truth is. Well, I'm the one selling the books, Mr. Rogers, so take that. It wasn't the rustling that I heard. It wasn't the ringing, or the snapping of twigs, or the loud booming echo. No, no, no. It was far worse. Some jerk in a poofy green sweater was yelling at me. Go away, Mr. Coyote, go away, ah, come on, Dave and Raj, the way to scare off a coyote is to be big and loud, go away, coyote, yelling, growling noises. Needless to say, I was offended. I didn't know what this buffoon was saying, but the sounds coming out of its mouth were enough to kill a pawful of brain cells at a hundred meters. Whatever it was, it wasn't too far away from me. I could see the maniacal red light reflecting off of its eyes. We had been trained to identify different species based off of the reflected light's color, but I never really was one to pay attention in school. I liked to doze off and think about de- a uh, world domination. Yep, that's what I was going to say. So, while I was scheming about how best to accrue power for myself, I may have missed a few basic lessons on how to ID wildlife. The big feller began jumping up and down and waving its arms, an insult to be sure. But it was a bit funny, so I laughed to myself, and the creature almost fell over in shock. Its companions had to push it back up from behind. It's not moving! Should we run? Stand your ground! Be big! Be big! Then the creature began snapping its fingers at me. I took a step back, affronted. How dare it snap at me? My own paws could not snap, for alas, I lacked a thumb. I saw now that this creature possessed the accursed appendage. It snapped and snapped, mocking me with every passing moment. I snapped my jaws together opening and closing them so that my teeth would clack in the most audible way possible. The creature screamed. One turned to the others. Like, let's get out of here, dudes, it said. It sprinted into the woods. You're going off the trail. Come back. We need to stick together. I snapped my jaws again. The two remaining creatures sprinted out into the forest following the first one. I galloped along behind them, clacking my jaws and scraping my claws against any rock I could find. These fools would hear my vengeance. No one came into my woods and insulted me. They would taste my wrath. That is, if I didn't taste them first. Mwahaha, ahahaha, ayeee! Chapter 2. Humans I ran for what seemed like hours. Maybe it really was hours. Who could say? The moon sunk lower in the sky, and a new, even brighter light rose up. The creatures continued to yell the whole time. Silly things. We eventually arrived at a lake. The creatures jumped in and swam across, occasionally yelling out in what I hoped was pain. Perhaps the water would vanquish the awful, poorly-dressed beasts for me. I sat on the bank of the lake. I waited, patiently. It was not fated to be. The fiends survived and clambered to the shore on the other side. They scrambled up the rocks and began running towards the grayest, most blocky-looking forest I had ever seen. Tall blocks of gleaming grayness, larger than any tree I'd ever seen, rose from the earth. If I thought the sounds that the creatures were making were bad, It was nothing compared to the obnoxious honking emanating from across the lake. How I had missed all those sounds before was unfathomable. Dear reader, if you'll believe it, I decided that my chase was done. Those hooligans had been rude, and surely it was righteous to deliver justice and harass them in their own environment. But it simply was not to be. How could I even find them in the middle of that awful grey forest? It just didn't seem worth it. I turned back, ready to return to a normal forest, one made of things that were green and soft. You're really going to give up so soon? a voice asked. If I ever got startled, I might have been startled at that moment. But, as I already explained, I am never startled. So, I wasn't startled when I heard my brother Eli I was just jumpy, and not the nervous jumpy, but a physical jumpy, as in, I physically jumped into the air because I happened to be in the mood to physically jump, and not at all because I was quote-unquote jumpy. Obviously. Oh, haha, hey, Eli, fancy meeting you here. What are you up to? Really, William, you need to pay more attention. Gallivanting around the forest like a common street mongrel? Oh, heavens, if Mother saw you, surely she would be beside herself. The shame, dear brother, the shame. You fiend. Pardon? Nothing. I cleared my throat and patted down some tufts of fur that were sticking up around my ears. So, um, you followed me all the way here? Eli nodded his head. His fur had always been a little grayer than mine was. Just like his soul. Strike out. What a lovely fur coat and soul he had. I love my brothers. Ha ha ha. Hope you're enjoying reading this, mother. Did you see the altercation, I asked? Oh, why, I did just so happen to see the altercation. Those were some nasty humans. My jaw dropped. Those were humans? Why, of course, William. What else could they possibly be? Two-legged deer? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Oh, I do have the wittiest sense of humor. He laughed to himself for a while longer, then shook his head vigorously, as if to mentally prep himself for a serious conversation. Those are indeed the worst kind of creature to ever set foot on this earth. The human. Ugh. The very name makes me want to spit in derision. There! Spit with me, my brother. Very good. Those dirty devils have been venturing into our forests for generations. They trespass on our land, burn our homes, shoot our families. They leave food hanging from trees, just out of reach, simply to taunt us. No matter how high I jump, I can never reach those food bags. I've never encountered something so unabashedly evil. Humans, the very word dripped of evil. I had never had the misfortune of encountering a human until that very day. As all youngsters in the brood had, I heard tales of their villainy. But I never really believed that they truly existed. Who would? Creatures that wear the skins of other creatures, that chain other canines to themselves in order to control their every movement, that sing out of key. Who would believe that? And if that wasn't bad enough, they have cut down our forest multiple times generations ago. In addition to the tales, there are legends about how they would burn the trees and dump the carcasses in the water. What they did with all those poor trees, no one knew. The elders suggested that maybe the trees were used to summon demons, as if humans needed demons to do their dirty work. And now they were back. Were they here to destroy our home once again? Had I successfully chased them out, would they come back? Eli may have been a pompous, I mean, lovable little scamp, but he did know more than I about basically everything. He was always the studious one. He paid attention in forest school. I took a few tentative steps forward. What do you think these humans were doing in the forest? Could you understand them at all? Eli nodded. My grasp of the human dialect is rudimentary at best, but I believe I caught their drift. These particular humans were trying to scare us out of our own forest. They believe themselves to be the masters of our domain. They do not realize that we are the masters of our domain. We reign supreme over the forest. We control all. The salamanders and other weaklings bow before us. Not them. Us. Eli, calm down. Eli, we shall fillet all our enemies and shower the ground with their bones. We, we... Sorry there, dear brother, I got carried away for a moment, lost my composure. So unbecoming for a creature as regal as myself, as distinguished, as noble. I slapped him with my tail. He breathed heavily for a few moments, his eyes staring down at the fallen leaves. Better, I asked. Better, he affirmed. Thank you, dear brother. I needed that. I gave my tail a flourish for emphasis. What do you think we do? They tried to scare me out of our forest. Of course, that would never succeed. I never get scared. Or startled. But they still tried it. Should we... I don't know. Kill them? Eli gave me an appreciative look i like where your thinking's at brother but maybe it's best if we get some additional perspectives we wouldn't want to be hasty for all his flaws my brother always knew how to proceed i would have run right into the creature's forest and marked every gray big tree as being part of my territory before making my way to their leader but eli was smart he always considered his options and took the best route forward if he thought that some additional perspectives were needed then that's what we would get. I began to walk back into our forest. Eli followed along behind me. I felt my claws sink into the earth beneath me, felt the wind rustle my furs. Together, Eli and I laughed at the glowy orb in the sky. Those humans would need to watch their backs. We would be after them. Once we returned to our home, invoked the sacred wolf moot, gathered the required attendees, addressed the assembly, proposed appropriate courses of action, deliberated, held an informal recess, deliberated a bit more, held closing statements, waited for the others to come to a conclusion, watched the theatrical performance describing the conclusion and decoded the secret message within, and then climbed the heights of Cliffy Mountain and shared our plan with a sky god who would then anoint us with a sap of the tallest tree in the forest, signaling that our path was a righteous one then." we would find those humans and get our revenge for having been snapped at. Chapter 3. The Wolf Moot Aye, Howl with me! We are dwellers of the night, gods among mortals. Tonight, we are wolves. All the assembled howled and laughed as ferociously as they could. The leader of the wolfmoot, the feared matriarch, Genevieve the Gnome-Nasher, called everyone to order. Though she was the oldest of the gathered by many years, she still commanded respect. In her youth, she would venture outside of the forest for weeks on end. No one ever knew where she would go off to. When she returned, she would walk to the Great Falls and drop a small figurine with a pointy red hat. She told them all that it was called the Gnome, hence her name, into the water and watch as it floated off the side of the falls and smash into a thousand pieces she would then silently walk away and recommence normal life within the community for a while eventually she would disappear again and bring back yet another unfortunate garden gnome slated for execution by waterfall nobody crossed her now she led the wolf moot she was no longer as young as she once was but she was certainly older She scraped her claws against the rock she stood on, calling everyone to attention. The rock was raised above the rest of the surrounding area. The trees were thicker, but were spaced farther apart. Some members of the community had climbed up onto the lower branches and were now lying there. I had stayed on the ground nearby the rock. After all, it would have been such a hassle to climb up the tree just to have to climb back down and then climb up the rock. Genevieve spoke, her voice reverberating throughout the meeting place. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome. Welcome to the wolf moot. Now, some might say that we aren't actually wolves, that we are something lesser. They call us coyotes. The crowd booed dramatically. To that, I say shove off. We may be small, but our teeth are sharp and our ears are pointy. If those overgrown dogs can be called wolves, then I say, why not us? Hear, hear, cried the crowd enthusiastically. Eli clapped politely. Once the crowd quieted down, Genevieve continued. We have been summoned here by one of our own. Everyone, I call to the stage, William. There was no applause as I scrambled up the rock. At this point in my life, I was not the feared overlord that I claim to be today. "'Subjects must be earned, and I had not yet earned loyal subjects of my own. "'That would come with time. One can hope.'" Genevieve breathed onto my face, the traditional welcome at the wolf moot. She turned to face everyone. "'Listen to William. Hear what our brother has to say. "'And then, may we all have the strength and fortitude of mind to best answer his calls.'" "'Hello,' I called out, my voice a bit hoarse. Public speaking was yet another thing that people had to grow into. I paced around the rock nervously. So the other day I, like, was attacked by a vicious beast or something? It was totes scary. Again, it took me some time to learn how to be a good public speaker. There is no shame in that, everyone grows and develops at their own pace. The crowd obviously felt very differently. (laughs) He he he! who let the little pup join the grown-up party? Mr. Rogers, my awful neighbor, called out. Some of the people standing next to him voiced their agreement. Wolves like us don't get scared, called out another nemesis of mine, East Southwest. He was a big and tough individual who went to school with me. He was mean, but in a pretty sort of way. Whenever he criticized me or stepped on my toes, I tended to just swoon. Those whiskers, let me tell you. And I'm being told by my publisher that I don't have the space to elaborate, nor did the focus group care for the extra details. Moving on. The crowd was starting to turn on me. I could see my parents napping in the tree above me. They were never ones to sit through entire meetings awake. Eli always filled them in afterwards anyway. Mr. Rogers, my awful and completely unfriendly neighbor, was galvanizing the crowd, chanting and laughing at the moon. The forest was filled with the sounds of their mirth, and I was powerless to do anything. I buried my face in my paws and waited for death to take me far from the stage. The voice of an angel saved me. It floated out above the sound of the crazed crowd, as if the very wind were spreading its words. What did you see? I didn't recognize the speaker. They were quite small. They stood in the middle of the crowd, but everyone was looking at them. They glanced at the staring eyes around them and immediately went pink. I didn't even know if our species can blush, but blush they did. They pawed at the ground nervously and lowered their head. With a soft voice, they mumbled. I'd... I'd like to know... what you saw. Please. Thanks. Squeak. Oh my gosh! I couldn't even see their face anymore. They had buried it so far into the ground. It was all the support I needed, though Genevieve also gave me an encouraging pat on the head. I looked out over the crowd. I swallowed. I saw humans. The cry from the crowd was so loud that I staggered. Humans? Humans? In our woods? What are they doing here? We should chase them out. Teach them to step into our woods. Howl. Chase them out. Chase them. Sibling wolves, settle down, Genevieve barked at the crowd. It took a few moments, but they quieted down. "'That's better. Now, let's all listen to William.' "'William, dear, what happened?' "'Well,' I said. "'The humans. They woke me up. I was napping. I like a nap now and again.' "'I like a good nap as well,' Genevieve said. "'I certainly adore napping,' agreed Eli from the crowd. "'I suppose I do like a nap as well,' muttered Mr. Rogers. "'It appeared they were returning to my side. Hopefully they would remain that way.' I continued." Well, they tried to scare me, but I don't scare at all. But the point is that they tried. They pointed their fingers at me and snapped at me. A gasp rolled through the assembly. I felt emboldened. Yes, the devils snapped at me with their demonic, opposable thumbs. A mockery, a defiling of all that is good. But it doesn't end there, my brothers, sisters, and siblings. Oh, not at all. According to my brother Eli a good lad that eli such a smart young fellow the humans shouted and were very rude i raised my head and turned the last word into a howl the crowd howled with me the smaller attendee who had asked me what i had seen raised their own head and howled with me as well their howl seemed to mesh well with my own though it was hard to tell amidst all the other howls silence was summoned once again Genevieve walked to the edge of the rock, claws scratching menacingly on the hard material. Everyone was on edge, but they all watched her, waiting for their leader to show them what to do. She began to address the crowd even as she continued scratching her way around the rim of the rock. Brothers, sisters, siblings, we have all been summoned here today by one of our own, William. We have heard the boys' account of the terrible events that have unfolded beneath the trees of our home. We have heard his truth. She paused and looked up at the sky as if to gather her strength. It looked like she was praying. The way forward is clear. I wouldn't suggest this for anything less important. Those humans, if that is even the proper name for them, are getting further away from here with each passing moment. They have committed heinous crimes, and they've gotten away with it justice dear brothers sisters and siblings has not yet been served oh no justice can never be served for justice would be a world in which our dear brother william was never emotionally harmed in such a way to begin with but alas we cannot turn time back we cannot prevent the crime from being committed as it is already done But surely we can teach those humans what it is to be afraid, what it is to have a trespasser trespass through your home, what it is to be made to feel lesser than, what it is to be insulted. We are wolves. We hunt together. And we are vicious. Aye! The light of the moon glinted in Genevieve's eyes. She smiled at me, showing me her long, white teeth. She threw her head into the sky and howled so ferociously that some of the assembled members of the community jumped back in shock. We are wolves. We will deliberate no longer. We will assemble a group of our bravest warriors to track the humans to their grey forest of bones in despair in the south. We will show them what it is like to have their home invaded. Tonight, the tables will turn I hereby declare This wolf moot adjourned The crowd howled together As far as I knew, the wolf moot had never been adjourned that quickly The days of procedural shenanigans had been shortened to a few minutes The crowd, my brothers and sisters and siblings Were howling in support of my quest They were howling for me Not bad, brother, said Eli, walking towards me through the crowd Not bad at all I nodded at him, thanking him for his support. I stopped mid-nod. A few rows behind him was the small individual who asked what I saw. I pushed through the crowd, but by the time I got to the row where they had been, they were gone.